102.5, The Bone. What did you find your I Love the 80s CD this morning? <laughs> so I count the show. It's 102.5, The Bone. 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. But do, but do, but do. See, it's funny because I try not to play, like, all my metal stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'll play some rock stuff, but then whenever I try and look for something lighter, the only stuff I know is 80s because I don't know what's popular now, and I don't want to play something that has, you know, the F word or whatever yeah. in it. I saw a, a new song called uh, WAP. Maybe I'll play that next. No. No? Don't oh, do okay. That. I yeah. see that it's popular. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> WAP. Hilarious. Whoops, daisies. Uh, time to check in with Galvin. He has today's news. And now, news with Galvin on the Mike Calter Show. What do we have in news today? Today's news is brought to you by Pelt Shoes. Whether you have fall outdoor activities, whether it's hot or cold, it's going to get cooler. I promise it will. But you can get out there and, uh, you know, walking around, running, maybe going, going to some trails, taking your dog for a walk, or you need something to go out to a nice dinner, phase three. Go out to a restaurant or something. They've got them all right there at Pelt Shoes. Phase three shoes. Phase three shoes, man. You want some new Uggs. You want some new uh, Speary. You know, whatever you're looking for. They've got them right there at Pelt's. Over 150 brands. Highest quality. Lowest prices. Make sure you stop into a Pelt's location near you for the perfect fit. When you're in there, whisper my name, Galvin. Galvin. You get 10% off Pelt's shoes. A perfect fit. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence and Democratic challenger Senator Kamala Harris faced off in the only vice presidential debate nobody's calling for anymore. (laughs) They're like, bring bring that sweet heat back Uh, before the November election. The debate took place at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City last night. It was moderated by Susan Page of USA Today. Uh, They debated a number of issues, including COVID-19, the U.S. economy, climate change, and the importance of transparency. Here is just a little bit of the really boring debate, and then we'll get into the highlight of what it was. Here we go. Two seasoned debaters, Vice President Mike Pence and the woman who wants his job, California Senator Kamala Harris, going toe-to-toe for an hour and a half on a wide range of topics, including a vaccine. If the doctors tell us that we should take it, I'll be the first in line to take it. Absolutely. But if Donald Trump tells us I should ta- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Your continuous undermining uh, of confidence in a vaccine is just it, it's just unacceptable. The candidates were separated by 12 feet with plexiglass between them. Senator Harris slamming the Trump administration's pandemic response. The American people have witnessed what is the greatest failure of any presidential administration in the history of our country. The vice president defending their actions and saying many more than the 211,000 to date could have died. They said if the president didn't take the unprecedented step of shutting down roughly half of the American economy, that we could lose 2.2 million Americans. That's the reality. So they went back and forth on a lot of topics. They probably should have uh, put the plexiglass down and put up some bug zappers because the (laughs) big thing with the debate is uh, the fly that landed on Vice President Mike Pence's head. Uh, Joe, if you can show that video. I don't have the audio with it. I figure we just watch. About seven seconds in, the fly lands on his head and then stays on his head for like Almost three minutes. And it's his ridiculous. hair is so white that a black fly is so obvious. Yeah. Very it's just sitting there. And look, Kamala Harris.
Harris looks <laughs> over. Noticed. Yeah, I wanted. I was waiting for her to do like wide eyes and be like, "What is on your head?" <laughs> I thought it was on my TV. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I looked up. I'm like, oh, and I, and then I realized I'm like, oh man, it's on his head. <laughs> I had quit watching at this point, but uh, social media blew up so hard. Sure. Of people talking about the fly, I mean, I kind of figure out what was happening at the time, and I, I just had to go back and watch highlights of it. It's awesome. Well, he had the bad eye too. He had like yeah, red, had- pink eye or something in his eye. It looked and like he was then the fly on top of it. Yeah, I mean, it, that uh, early pink eye is a COVID nineteen symptom. Ooh. <laughs> what if the fly? What if the fly came out? Say that fake news. Yeah. I no, no, you can you can Google it. <laughs> what if the fly came out of his eye? Oh. <laughs> No, he's got a, they landed, they laid eggs in his eye. Yeah, uh, CNN, Jake, Jake uh, Tapper joked about the fly, uh, and this was pretty funny. Take a listen to this. There were times during the debate that I thought that the most effective being on that stage to go after Vice President Pence was that fly that landed on his head. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. I've seen plenty of uh, flies to poop um, memes or any. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, flies Very are original. attracted to poop. Yeah, I thought you guys were leaving me hanging me out to dry. I'm like, no, I didn't make no, up the joke. I yeah. just yeah. <laughs> no, it just took a second. Uh, and then, of course, with the fly landing on his head, there was all kind of uh, Twitter accounts created with Mike Pence's <laughs> fly and this and that. And then we have uh, this song, uh, which uh, you know, Sugar Ray Fly got this. Mike Pence's Fly has his own song. Calvin sent me that song this morning, and he goes, just listen to this. And I put it on, and I thought, he's testing me. He's testing me, because there's no way in the world he thinks this is funny. And then when it got into the chorus, I started laughing out loud. All right, we got to play that. And once you do, much like if you have a robot voice in your song, I love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you have a fly voice, I think it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stupid. It was funny (laughs) for five seconds. Uh, In Pennsylvania, state police have arrested 53-year-old man accused of arranging a sexual encounter. Ugh. With a horse. Oh. What? Yeah, Norman S. Zalik. We have a picture of him up on Bone TV. Look at that guy. Hold on, let me get a look at him. Yeah. Look <laughs> people's eyebrow. Yeah. What's his, what's his tattoo say? Uh, I can't see the There's a something packed. Some sort of stamp on there. Yeah. Uh, he is charged with one misdemeanor count of sexual intercourse with an animal. Oh, he, was, he wanted to bang the horse. Right. But oh. there's more to it. According to police, the investigation was launched when a woman contacted them regarding a message she received on Facebook from a man she identified as Zalik. The woman said she owns a horse named Bentley and often offers the animal for rides and training to families looking for uh, children parties and that type of stuff. In the exchange on Facebook messages, uh, which the woman shared with police, Zalik asked the woman if she would be willing to rent the horse to him and his wife so they could have sex 
and perform sexual activities with it. Wow. Zalik, his wife's a trooper, man. Zalik allegedly told the woman that he and his wife were, quote, open-minded and, quote, like to try different things. The couple had never been with a horse in any manner, and we want to, Zalik told the woman. During the conversation, a uh, man believed to be Zalik that they recorded on the phone spoke with the woman and expressed his interest in renting the horse for an encounter. He offered $200. Zalik allegedly told the woman he was not interested in having intercourse with the animal, but said he wanted to manually stimulate it. Uh, when asked if he would be alone during the encounter, Zalik allegedly said no. It's me and my wife. Wow. Yeah. So what? I don't really understand what's going on then. Well, you're, first off, bestiality, which... I know, but why, why he went to manually stimulate it. Well, who's getting anything out of that? I don't know. Just a new experience. He's open to new things, Mike. All right. <laughs> you know? Right. He doesn't look like... He's definitely got a different face on than a, than a guy you'd expect to... Like I, this guy looks like the guy who was brokering the deal, not the guy who wants to manipulate a horse's. No, I think what this is is the guy like eased into it, and he's like, "Hey, we're not going to bang it or anything like that." And then once he was there, he would be like, "Hey, wife, get over here." Oh yeah, you know? oh, maybe. Yeah, so I, 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 when, I can't get my wife to do some pretty common yeah. things. I don't know how he's working <laughs> this out. Just for those listening, whatever you're brokering a deal to have sex with a horse, don't give away your entire plan. You want to yeah. hold some stuff back. That makes it a lot easier for the person that owns I the horse. also had an encounter with a horse. Oh, did you boy. See this? I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop. I uh, I am on Facebook, the Facebook shop. I don't know. What do they call that thing? Uh, Facebook Market. Yeah. Facebook Marketplace. Just looking and commenting. I've never bought anything on there. I just can't stop looking at things that people are selling. And this guy, uh, it's on our Instagram, Instagram.com slash the Mike Calta show. This guy has. A mannequin that is riding the horse, uh-huh. and he's selling the mannequin. So I asked if the horse was also available, and he said for twenty five dollars more. And I asked if the horse was anatomically correct, and he wrote back, "Needs a little work." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think he knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, what anatomically correct means, but uh, it's out there and it's up on Instagram. Also, a guy is selling an RV for like four thousand dollars. That looks like it should be in every Eli Roth movie. It looks like tens of people were murdered inside it. So I just commented, <laughs> has anyone died in here yet? And so I'm waiting to see his response. Do they have that's, to disclose that? that? Yeah, right. That's my new thing now. I'm just going to ask questions about stuff for sale and see what people say. But that uh, that guy has a naked man mannequin on top of a, of a horse. And I don't know where you would get something like that or what, but he is selling it. And for $25, you can also get the horse, Sweet. which is still question, questionable whether it's anatomically correct. Uh, has anybody ever done hypnosis for, like, trying to quit smoking cigarettes or doing anything, any of that stuff? Anybody been under hypnosis? No, I got uh, outside of morning radio bits, no. Right. Uh, well, there's a 15-year-old kid in England who has only ever eaten sausage. He eats sausage his entire life. That's all he's ever eaten. Okay. He was finally cured. By hypnosis, and now he's eating other stuff. <laughs> what, what kind of sausage, though? Blood sausage. Yeah, you're over in England. But here's the thing. So since he was a baby, uh, you know, the parents didn't try and feed him anything else. You get hungry enough, you eat stuff. The kid's oh, not yeah, going right? to the store and buying sausage. No, but can I tell you, uh, my daughter, who is seven years old, will only eat 
Like I yesterday, I went in there and uh, my wife's opening up a can of beans at six fifty eight in the morning. She will only eat beans, and uh, it's beans or soft pretzels. That's all that kid eats. <laughs> also, if you said no, we don't have any beans or soft pretzels. Eat something else. She would eat something else, or she'd be hungry. No, she'd be yeah. hungry. I think she just she has a taste for what she likes, and she doesn't want anything else. Yeah, I'm sure if she was starving, she'd eat fingernail clippings if she had to. Right, but uh, I, that's I, I what just, you have to do. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'd rather just make her a soft pretzel. Nope. It's m- much easier. I'm going to hypnotize her. Hypnotize. You've been hypnotized. Uh, this is pretty funny. Uh, some scammers were going door-to-door in California claiming they were collecting money for the local high school football team. Now, when you get people coming up to your door, you never know what they're doing. People out in the street, they may have a boot, and you're like, ah, are they? what are they yeah. doing? I don't know what's going on. But the situation is they were caught when they didn't realize they had gone to one of the football coaches for that high school's <laughs> football team. Wow. Yeah, so they went up to the coach's house, and uh, it was uh, here's how it went down. We have it up on Bone TV. Oh. We have a video as well. Check this out. Me and my partner, we're fundraising for Covina High School football, and we're, we're working really hard, sir. Yeah, uh, actually, it's funny you bring that up because I know for a fact uh, you guys don't go to Covina because I teach there. Huh? I know for a fact you're, you're not working with Covina High School. Uh, but I play running back position, sir. Uh, you uh, have I'm, I'm, a, I'm a football coach there at Covina. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? Oops. And then they just split, so the cops are still looking for them, but they do have video of them, so I would imagine they'll pick them up. And they're wearing masks, so yeah, yeah that's smart. Uh, uh, oh, I'm a running back. Oh, well, I'm the football coach. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> that's pretty funny. Dumbass. I don't, I don't get But they had flyers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and a clipboard, it looks like. Uh, there they go. Later. Yep, see you later. <laughs> Try it. I don't know, but listen, there's no soliciting where I live. If you come to my house, you've already violated the law. Yep. I told you, the girl that knocked on my door the other day. Is it a law, or is it just like the gated community oh, it's rule? It's a law. You're now on my property. <laughs> we hung a sign that said, don't come in. We have, I live on private property that you have to be allowed in. So if you're in there, you snuck in somehow, or you came in under false pretenses, mm-hmm. and now you're knocking on my door to disrupt my day. Mm-hmm. And who knows what's going to happen. So what if, like, a little girl that you knew was your neighbor... Oh, different. That's different. If they okay. Live in, lives there. If they live in the neighborhood, because that's happened before. They're tell- selling chocolate bars for their thing. Yeah, we'll buy it, or mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll get a pizza cutter out of your catalog. But or how, I, I'm but not against you- giving money. I'm against them coming into my house. But that's what I'm saying. Like, But how do you separate the phonies from the real ones? Well, the- I, I remember when Joey was little, Juliana, I mean, uh, Amanda answered the door... And she was so stressed out. I could just hear she was like almost crying talking to the guy. And I go in there and I go, just close the door. And she and then she wouldn't do it. And I just walked in there and I go, what? And the guy goes, oh, your wife was going to give us money. I go, Who are you, what are you doing? He goes, I'm with the volunteer fire department. I'm not interested. And he goes, well, your wife just said, yeah, I go, because my wife's holding a crying baby. And she wanted you to leave. I go, out. No soliciting in here. And he goes, we well, don't have to be rude. I go, I'm not being rude. You're violating the... The thing, and he goes, but I'm with the volunteer fire department. I go, I want the real fire department. <laughs> if a fire happens, I don't want, I don't want fathers with ladders to show up. I want the real fire department to show up. So get out. But I'm saying, like with these, with like these kids, you have, I'm sure you have high schoolers that live in your community or, or something, and they're walking around. You're not a football coach. You wouldn't know. If they're, no, you know, I would be suckered right into it. Exactly. Oh, That's what... Not those kids, though. No. Kids. They were 30. No. <laughs> yeah. What? And they, uh, came in, they came in here with a boot, and they were like, wear or a helmet. Like, collect the money for football. I'd be like, okay. Right. Go. All you got to do is wear, like, a jersey. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. a practice jersey. I still have mine yeah. from high school. I, could... 
I had a kid. He had Carmen, a Carmen, you wear a practice jersey in my house. I'll give you whatever you want. Oh, seriously, <laughs> dude. There was about a uh, 10-year-old kid came, and he was selling something. I don't know, pies or candy bars or whatever. <laughs> and I go, I go, is this for your school? And he said, yeah. I go, do you live in the neighborhood? And he said, yeah. And I go, start running to your house. I'm going to chase you. And he chased him <laughs> to his house. And asked, his, asked his parents. He lived there. So oh, I went, three pies. That's so good. Delicious. Look, I'm three pies. pies. <laughs> uh, there was a house fire in Missouri on Tuesday morning, and the firefighters believed it was arson. And they oh. caught the arsonist. When he came back to the scene, they always come back to the scene, huh? Why? And he yeah. hopped up on the fire truck. Yeah. The police aren't sure if he was trying to steal it or wanted to check it out, see who he was battling or whatever. Oh. Uh, but they noticed that he was real suspicious and he was on the fire truck. Uh, they were able to connect him to the fire. So he wound up being arrested for arson. This is like the people that start fires just to put them out so they can join. Right, to be the, the hero. Fi- yeah. yeah. Like, what, are you, what are you doing? Yeah. What about uh, the who's the worst Arson in movies. Oh, uh, Kiefer, or, uh, Donald Sutherland. Yep. Yeah. Backdraft. Burn them all. Oh, oh yeah. That was good. Uh, so there was a lady who had uh, dogs that were cadaver dogs. They would go and find bodies whenever somebody was missing or whatever. And she would plant bones of humans so that the dog would hit on it and she would be a hero and they'd say, Oh, we found this and whatever. Oh, wow. what? Yeah, and they wound up catching her. They thought Who's she was bones? like she thought they thought she was like great at doing it and stuff. I guess from other scenes she had been at and stuff. She's yeah. not actually hurting anybody. No, no, but she was taking bones and they were like, What a crazy and she just wanted the praise. She just wanted to be Oof. the hero and stuff. But there's also, like, a lot of times that if you commit a crime, they like to watch. Like, if a rapist oh, yeah. or someone who oh, yeah. does set fire to things, they like to come back and actually see. And a lot of them like to keep little keepsakes. Yeah. Like, they'll yeah, take an so earring weird. or something, whatever, just to keep and stuff. Lock of hair. Uh, but you know what? I was watching uh, some Dateline the other day, and I thought, that is a good retirement job for me. So I retire. I'm done. Setting lo- fires? Yes. <laughs> and rapist. No. Oh, uh, yeah. No, but I would love to have a uh, search and rescue dog. Yeah, and go out cool. and help and do that stuff. I think that would be cool. I don't want to find dead bodies, but I guess I kind of would have, to. have to. Or the dog would alert, and I'd be like, huh, I'm pretty sure something's over there. I don't want to go too close. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be the one to lift the board and see yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maggots and everything. Would you touch a dead body? Would I you- have. If yeah. you like, I'm saying like, if you're like, f- so Galvin, you're out in, in the trails, you're running, you're mm-hmm. doing something, mm-hmm. and you see a dead body, you see a foot. And you go over to it, and it's dead. No. Oh no, I'm not touching. I'm not even getting near the area. Like I don't want to d- disrupt the crime scene. Yeah, but also you don't want that skeevy dead. Yeah. Why am you. I touching it? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I would. I go. I mean, if she was, <laughs> if she was hot, maybe a boob grab or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh that's so gross. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you grab it and just squishes and. Oh. Oh. <laughs> a bunch of beetles come out. It's oh. <laughs> still oh. hot. Oh, the worst. Gross. <laughs> uh, okay, Carmen. Yes. Uh, so more than half of women say they feel anxiety when they shop for new clothes. You ever feel that whenever you're going and looking at new clothes? Do you get all, you know? Nervous? Well, or, yeah. You know, because you're trying on different stuff and you're like, oh, this doesn't fit. Uh, 13% say they've even cried in the dressing room oh, while I've trying on oh. clothes. Yeah, I've, yeah. Seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. Almost every time oh. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so mine would be like if we have like an event coming up or something, I normally try to like visualize what I want 
And so then I go out and look for it. And if I can't find exactly what I want or something close to it and I get frustrated and things don't fit me and this and that, I get I get very upset. I'll tell you, the only time I got frustrated when I was shopping was, uh, Mike, when we were doing the roast for the name Cowhead and I wanted to get a jacket. I wanted to get a nice jacket. Right. So I went and, uh, you know, I was looking and they had all these jackets that are like 500 bucks or whatever. And the suit was, you know, $700. And I'm like... I mean, I'm not wearing it a lot. I'm going to wear it for this event and then maybe something else later in the year, like twice a year or whatever. I'm like, this is crazy. So one of the girls was super nice, and she goes, go to H&M. They have jackets yeah. that are super nice, and they're like 25 bucks. I went in. Are like, for you, for tall? It's because you're so yeah, tall? Yeah, yeah. H&M, yeah, they have... I was a lot skinnier back then, too. <laughs> well, I mean, I meant just for the length because you're, so t- you're you know... Yeah, they had a bunch of... Like a real common size place. They had a bunch of really good stuff. I was yeah. And it was cheaper, and I was like, yeah, thank God. I don't want to mm-hmm. spend 700 bucks for a suit that I'm going to yeah. wear once. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. I feel like I deserve it. Like <laughs> for my roast. Oh, I look, <laughs> I look, I look good. I look yeah. good for you. You look good. Yeah. Uh, CableTV.com wants to pay someone $1,000 to watch horror movies for 24 hours straight. Out. Yes. But listen, this is the good part. Uh, whoever gets the gig can actually pick the movies. They say anything goes as long as it's a horror film. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, I would do that 100%. <clears throat> sure. So you can go to uh, CableTV.com, and it has it on there where you can uh, apply and try and get in there. So $1,000 to watch uh, movies for 24 hours straight, by the way. That's going to be difficult. For what, though? What is the purpose of that? Who knows? Research, they... or are they just trying to make us talk about them right now? Maybe that. Maybe that. Yeah. There's probably some type of essay or something or ranking system that you have to do. Because remember, they've done this with other shows before. Like uh, they had a, a Friends marathon. Yeah. People who had like, an, you know, two weeks or something to watch the whole Friends. And then you had to find the Easter eggs. Boy, Friends is hard to watch when you watch the old episodes. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I, like the first couple of ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw it. They're always on. I saw the second episode was on the other day, and I was like, this has got to be early, and it was. Uh, I like when Chandler got fat, <laughs> then got skinny yeah. because he was on pills, and he was all, like, zapped up and stuff, and you can see how awkward he acts in there. And you're like, that is a different Chandler. Yep, yeah, that's true. That's very weird. Uh, for the, let's see, sixth year in a row... The most popular fast food chain with teenagers is what? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. You is believe it. A, yeah, the most yeah. popular ever. Yep. Chick-fil-A is the most popular fast food chain with teenagers for the sixth year in the row. Uh, last night, a uh, Monday night, I went at 8 o'clock, and last night I went at 9.15, and both times, lines around the corner. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And it was it was the one, like, in Feather Sound, so it wasn't even, like, it was in such a highly popula- populated area. Why are you going so late? Because Joey had hockey practice. Oh, okay. And when he gets out, he's starving, and that's what he wants. He's got his choice of of any of the you know McDonald's and Taco Bell across the street, and he wants Chick Fil A. And we go there, and the line is wrapped. I'm I'm amazed. You know, and they do that Chick Fil A thing where they rush you through pretty quick, but it's yeah. wrapped around the building. It's unbelievable. When I was getting my assumptive degree at USF, mm-hmm. one of the best parts of being on that campus is they had a Chick-fil-A uh, in the Marshall Center. Wow. And at, back then, they would take your meal card. So, like, you know, my parents got me the meals. So you could go to the, the buffet uh, lunch place or you could go to Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A and get food there. It was the best ever. We would Dude, just load up on sandwiches. When I went to St. Leo, my, uh, my mother got me the meal program for breakfast and lunch or lunch breakfast lunch and dinner and i never went to breakfast but uh i went in there at lunchtime i remember the first time i ever went to eat lunch there 
and they the first thing they had for food, first thing as you're going down was hamburgers and hot dogs. And I was like, uh, I'll take a hamburger. And she gave me the hamburger. And then I saw cheeseburgers. And I go, okay, I can have a cheeseburger. And she gave me the cheeseburger. And I went to give her back the hamburger. And she goes, you can have them both. And I was like, I can have two? And yeah. she's like, you can have ten. Oh. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she goes, you can eat whatever you want. If you want to eat exactly. it, come back and get more. You can get yeah. more. And I was like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? And then I was like, dinner two? You could do it. And she's like, yeah, as much as you want. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> best it was like day the, ever. It was like the best buffet you've ever been to. Yeah. And you can go there for free. It was wonderful. Uh, speaking of Chick-fil-A, the Chick-fil-A in Tampa on Waters Avenue, if you want to do Christmas yeah. pictures, oh. go ahead and go there. It is a winter wonderland. <laughs> is it up there. already? No, no, oh. not yet. Uh, but they put that up for Christmas, and it is unbelievable how yeah. many lights and the whole thing. I mean, people just go by and drive through just to see it because it really is amazing. And Such it, a weird guy, Carmen. I'm sorry. Oh, it's, it's right next to a Target, so it's perfect. You can, right. you can drive through, get a little Chick-fil-A, go yeah. to Target, get your Starbucks, do some shopping, come Make back out. Yeah, get a little snack yeah. again at Chick-fil-A. It's the best of the You hilarious. go double Chick-fil-A? I mean, maybe. You get hungry from shopping. Yeah, yeah. you walk around and try on clothes. And yeah, you're like, the clothes don't fit. You start crying. You're like, back to Chick-fil-A. Yep. <laughs> I'm really excited for Christmas this year. Yeah? Yeah, yeah like, not going? even, not nowhere. I think I'm probably staying here because we're going away for Thanksgiving. I'm just really excited for Christmas. I like Christmas. And for, I don't know, I just, unless we end up getting fired at the end of the year. What? But I'm just saying, I, I feel like this is like a, a good, I don't know, a worry-free holiday time. Oh, I don't know. Karma. I, I didn't, I'm just saying, I would be. Not all of us, just, yeah. just you know, me. Just yeah. Me, just yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have, there's certainly no reason for it. I mean, we're absolutely crushing in the ratings. Mm-hmm. Will the uh, pandemic be over by Christmas so everybody no. can get together and have parties and. No. I, According I, to Pence last night, we should have the uh, vaccine by the before the end of the year. Yeah. My wife said to me, should we have a holiday party? And I said yes, because... It's a Christmas party. Tell your wife it's a Christmas party. Well, she's... It doesn't matter. She celebrates Christmas. It's a Christmas party. True. She does. <laughs> she said, should we have a Christmas party? And I said, yeah. I mean, by then, our hopefully our kitchen will be done. And, you know, the house. And she's like, well, not here. Somewhere else. And I go, well, Where? Now we got to get into that hole. We got to rent a place, and everybody's trying to put. Out. I was like, I don't know. And then you got to go through know. the masks because a lot of places are still. Even if you have parties and stuff, it's up to the building if you yeah. wear masks or not. Uh, this is just coming through as breaking news. I don't know if we've heard this yet or not, but the commission on presidential debates say the second Trump versus Biden debate a uh, week from today will be virtual. Oh, uh, they say it'll still be oh, a town yeah. hall style, but nope. uh, Steve Scully. Uh, and undecided voters, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But it says it's going to be uh, virtual. They should have amped the next one. They should have actually been in a ring together. Listen to me. (laughs) If you couldn't understand the two of those on the same stage, can you imagine it being virtually uh, 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 talking over each other? That's exactly what my son did yesterday. He goes, if they're talking over each other on a virtual debate, you're not going to be able to hear anything. Yeah. That might be a way for them to control that. They could just turn the volume down on one. Maybe. I, I I have an interesting feeling about these things like i i i like that donald trump is the president um i i will not vote for joe biden but if joe biden becomes the president i will respect him for the four years that he's the president i don't like when they're disrespectful to the the highest office in the land like when when they refer to them by their names and all that that's the president and and whether you like it or not he will be for four years and maybe maybe four more 
but have respect for them while they're in the office. That bothers me that people don't do that. So obviously we're inundated with all the campaign uh, commercials and stuff. Have you seen the latest one? I just saw this the other day where they accuse uh, Biden of reading off a teleprompter. And that's why he's always so confused. No. Oh, they show it and they show him like moving his hand, like move it up. And he actually says off microphone, he goes, "Keep, keep going. Like that, whatever. Uh, and then they show him reading and how he messes up the words and then goes back and reads it again mm. and stuff. And they show it as it's going. Then they have a picture of him. And I think it's Ryan Gosling and somebody else. But in the picture, you can see a reflection of a teleprompter. Well, it's, if it's a teleprompter, won't other people that are there see it? I would imagine, yeah. But they're they're saying that he has done stuff, I think, with like TV stations where the news, uh, where he's sitting in a studio and he has a teleprompter of somebody typing a response to whatever question. Right. And I forget who it is. It's uh, one of the news guys asks one of his campaign people, has Joe Biden ever used a teleprompter for an uh, interview for blah, blah, blah? And he's like, well, I can't. But, and he goes, can you answer the question? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, definitely check out that ad. I mean, I have no idea whether it's true or not, right. whatever, but it's a good ad is what I'm saying. I also, do you care? A uh, little well, bit. Well, the, point, the point they're making, the yeah, yeah, the point they're making is who's answering Joe Biden's questions. Yeah, but if you <laughs> feel like a person could, if you feel like a person could be a good president, but they're just not a good speaker, does that make them a, but a do bad you, president? Is it that he's a good, not a good speaker, or he doesn't know the answers? Right. right. Uh, maybe, maybe he's a guy where if you put him in a room, I can't believe I'm sticking up for him, but if you put <laughs> him in a room and you present him with a situation, he's able to come up with a good a good answer but if he's in front of people and he he's, he comes across choppy so it's better for them to i don't know but then I, but then there's the speculation that he's going to get into office and step down before his term is even done so that kamala oh, can I, come in but yeah. i'm so then do you even want to put him in there if that's the case because then you're really not even voting for him Correct. you're voting for her yeah so, i don't think that that's true either but still it's something people think about but it could be possible because yeah. if, Every president, every candidate, they're, they're all surrounded by a full team of people that are, uh, you know, calculating every single move they make almost. Yeah, but the only yeah. That's does- not the argument. The it- argument is that he's not able to have articulate conversation and someone else is feeding him answers, which is shouldn't be allowed if but you're th- having a debate. Because that's but not going to no happen. Pr- but that's not going to no happen when it's that. in a meeting. If he's talking to other leaders in other countries right. and they're if trying to yeah. make... If he's talking with Putin and he starts talking about his blonde hair in the Correct. pool on his right. head, right. like, oh boy. Putin but there's no like, proof of that. It's only crazy. what the Trump campaign has said. Right. Yeah, he right. said that's it's just it's a, it's a good, good commercial. Ad. I don't know don't know whether it's true at all, but it's definitely a good commercial that makes you go, oh man, is that true? <laughs> Can I tell you who I really like, who I, I saw again on TV last night and I, I really liked? It was uh, Mayor Pete oh. Buttigieg. Oh, I, really? I, yeah, dude, I like him. I believe he's uh, he's a pretty straightforward guy. They asked him about uh, Kamala Harris chaining her, flip, flip, flipping her script against Biden from when she was running against him to now being his running mate. And he just, he dodged the question at first, and then they brought it up again. And he goes, what do you want me to say? He goes, when you're running for president and you see a, you see a little bit of light, you see a way to get in there and get an edge on your opponent, you're going to go ahead and take it. He's like, that's what you do when you're trying to edge the other people out and you're running against 15 other people. And I thought that may be the most honest answer I've ever heard from a politician. Mm. But she yeah. was calling him racist at one point. Oh, she called him racist. Then she held out wild. That's a pretty wild accusation to throw out in the midst of all this you know, yeah. what's going on, BLM movement. And she also held out until March something to mm-hmm. uh, put her support behind him. And then yeah. it's like, oh, you want to be VP? Oh, yeah, I support Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then 
um, Obama not uh, supporting Biden right. until, and, and I don't even really think now. I mean, now they have Michelle Obama more than they do <laughs> yeah. uh, Barack Obama. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's go to Lisa. Lisa, you're on the Mike Calda show. Good morning. Good morning. I'm nervous. I've never called in before. But... Don't be. Don't be. I'll be nice. I promise. Well, don't yell at her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was so um, curious about your comment about having respect for the president, no matter who they are. And I think back on Trump since his campaigning days and all through his presidency, and he shows disrespect for everyone. So I started thinking back on all the presidents. I'm in my early 60s, so I've been around a while. Right. And I thought of all the presidents in the past, no matter what um, party they are, they are respectful of people, um, disagree or not. So I was just kind of curious how... I, I hear what you're saying. You're respectful. I hear what you're saying, and, and he is an odd character, and whether you like him or not, he does some some unorthodox things, and it's hard for people to accept that. But I will tell you, I don't I don't think it's about them. What I'm saying is respect the office. Not like I don't. You're in that office. You have to treat that person. That is our leader, whether we like it or not, for four years. Now, uh, I say whether we like it or not, because if it's the truth is, is that if he's doing something detrimental to the country, then we have to step in. But if we don't like him because he's a jackass, he, we still have to respect the fact that he's the leader of our country. We voted him in. He's there, and he's going to be there until the end of the year. And I believe that he that office itself deserves more respect than it's getting. I get what you're saying. He does not give it, and he is very rude, and uh, there are things that he does that makes you want to take that away, but he's got a little bit of an edge because he is the president. He is our leader, and we should back our leader for the four years that they're in the office. Well, I I will have to agree to disagree on that one, but one more point uh, about him being president. He flaunts the rule of law and sidesteps Everything so that only Republicans and his people have a say. He, I mean, I, I, I can't he even is. respect the office because he doesn't do what a president is supposed to do. So, so right now we are at a time where we are really, as a country, split down the middle. Okay, there's there, and and we may have a shift of power at the end of the year. So, uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris get in office. So, what should the other fifty percent of the people do? Should they not respect them for the next four years because they don't believe that anything that that he says and they don't like her and her attitude? And so now what do we do? Do we do we come apart by not respecting the fact that, hey, Joe Biden is in office now. He's our president. We have to. I feel like now for the next four years, if he becomes president, we don't we don't sit here and cry about it for four years. We have to respect the fact that he won and he's the president. That's that's all I'm saying. We don't have to love everything that he does. But but you shut out that whole fifty percent of that people, even if there's a power, if there's a power switch. Mm, okay. You don't I, have to I like them. That point. You, you, so, don't, you don't have to like them. You ever see uh, like uh, psychologists will tell you like if you if you have kids and your kid's a little dick and you're like I I hate him I love him because he's my son, but I I he, I don't like his personality. You still have to you still have to love him for because until he's eighteen, then you can kick him out of the house. Well, you certainly make a good point. So how yeah. did I do for my first time calling? I mean, you know. It was lackluster. I prefer a little bit. You said you dick. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate the call. The, f- the fly on Pence's head did better. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. She was very good. Yeah. She just, was great. Just jokes, I, lady. 
I think she makes a point though that you know when when tr- the way Trump acts a lot of times he does it it kind of takes the gloves off all, across the board like if even though you're the president you want to respect the office but when you're calling people losers and that's the the persona you're portraying it makes it much more easy for people to just you can't have it so, both ways you can't be that way in the office and then expect people not to hit back well let's talk about that I mean how many people have a job where their boy their boss is a boisterous a hole walks around with his chest out yelling at people in the building and there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah. You still have to respect the fact that he's your boss. And if you don't yeah. like him, what's that? Carmen said, yeah. yeah. yeah but if you don't, don't like him, you can go, you can leave and well, go get yeah. another job. But that's, yeah, but he's the boss as long as yeah, you're I here. I don't, I don't elect my boss, though. Like, a, a boss is hired by... Yeah, but, then, but, you, but he, somebody did. Yeah, and right. that's the process elected him. The process got him in. The, it got him the job, and you're stuck with him for four years. I think the big thing is you definitely want to respect the office, but also you give respect to get respect, and he doesn't seem like he respects the office. And, exactly. Oh, that might be true. Yeah, that might be true. But it, in your opinion, it might be true. I don't agree with that. I believe he does respect the office. He may take advantage of it a little bit. But the things that he does are very not presidential. You know, I mean, a lot but of it's stuff. Not, he, it's not what we're seen. used to as yeah. presidential. But he's not that guy. He's not yeah. that. It's what we. It's what people wanted that voted for. Him. They didn't want the same old thing. They didn't want the same. They that whole drain the swamp thing was because they didn't want the same type of of government that we've had for all these years. They I, wanted somebody in there that was different, right? But I think the pendulum swung a little too far. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? You might be right. Yeah, I and think also, they, I they were like, "Hey, we want this," but then they were like, mm, "Not that much." Yeah. All right. Let me grab some phone calls here. People want to talk about this. Joe. Good morning, Joe. You're on the Mike Alta show. Good morning, Mike. What's up, Joe? Uh, that last caller, she was she mentioned something about the president is not acting like other presidents should act. Now, how do we how are we uh, comparing that bar of how who a president should act? You know, you follow what I'm saying? I do. Because you, what are you comparing him to Clinton? So Clinton put on a good face. He was a good speaker, but yet he was getting BJ's from interns in the in the yeah. Oval Office. That's how all the presidents before Trump acted. They were politically correct in the cameras but behind cameras they weren't doing exactly what they needed to do for our country well you know that's again you're going to run into that being an opinion sir i mean there's some people that are very happy with barack obama obama did there's gonna be very people who are happy with reagan did that becomes that becomes uh what i'm talking about is the extracurricular stuff the fact that uh everybody loved bill clinton so much that they want to take you know forget about the fact that he was cheating on his wife and banging an intern in the uh in the in the white house and and yeah, is how presidential point. is that? One more point about Trump and the way he acts. Ever since he he has been sworn in, they have been at him, against him, trying to get him out of there. So obviously, this man has a chip on his shoulder towards anybody that has something against him. You follow what I'm saying? I, I do, and I agree with that. I feel like that is part of the problem. And, and yeah. you know, he brings a lot of that upon himself. I mean, from day one, Joe, day one, he started with the biggest inauguration ever, and it clearly wasn't. So he's kind of asking for some for some uh, people to come at him. So he's a guy who likes to fight, and, and you have to take that, you know, you have to take that for what it is. He brings some of that upon himself. Uh, I appreciate your call. Let's go to Kevin. Kevin, you're on the mic. Cal, the show low. Hey, good morning. Love the show, guys. Thanks, Bob. Um, yeah, question. I don't know. You noticed Camilla Harris last night, she was kind of making some accusations that the president was a racist. But I don't know if you all remember back in the Democratic uh, debate that she accused Joe Biden of being a racist. Yes, we talked so, about that a little bit earlier. She has got a yeah. – and, and that's one of the things that I think that she should be held 
to answer now is how how are you right. going to what blindly changed? follow this guy who you were calling a racist a couple of months ago? And they they avoid those questions. And it was one of the things that I was talking about. Mayor Pete last night said on Fox News or CNN, whenever I was watching, they said, uh, you know, when you're running against all those people, you you think you're CNN, you think you see something you can latch onto, you do, whether you fully believe it or not. That's how you try to get the edge on the other candidates. That's just the way the race goes. So appreciate your call, Kevin. Thank you, Bill. Bill, good morning. You're on the Mike Calta Show. Morning, guys. Great show, like always. Thank you, Bill. Uh, this whole disrespectful of the office, I agree with you. It's wrong. But it started as soon as Barack Obama got elected, including Trump. They refused to call him president. They used to say Mr. Obama. Yep. And that's wrong. Yep, that is wrong. Because when he was in office, we still said President Bush. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely day, right. You should refer the to... The Party constantly does that. That's no, and, then, and that I am 100% against. I don't care who's doing it. You've got a guy that you elected president, you refer to him as Mr. President, and you respect him, and that is a sign for how, how the rest of the country should treat him. I'm well, wa- it's I'm a wa- double standard with the Republican Party on this nonsense of, well, we can vote in a, uh, a Supreme Court justice now. You can't when during what was the Obama administration, but we can. And it's, yeah. it's, it's just old. It's old. It is. And the party system at this point is broken. It is absolutely broken. And I don't, I don't know why this wasn't the first election where a third-party candidate came through. This could have been... The, the one that would that would because so many people are like, oh, I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden, but I'm a little getting a little bit sick of Trump. And then there's so many people like, I'm so I'm so uh, sick of the Democrats. I don't want them to change anything. I'm not going to vote, but I don't want to vote for Trump. This could have been a perfect opportunity for a third party candidate to come in like Ross Perot did, and and be that guy. I'm so surprised that that didn't happen. Uh, I would love to see all the parties removed and everybody being being independent. Everybody get the same amount of money, the same amount of airtime, make everything equal across the board for every candidate. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but I appreciate your call, sir. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Uh, let's go to Joel. Joel, good morning. You're on the Mike Calta Show. Yeah, to Mike's point, um, if, if, Trump, if, if Trump didn't get so much opposition from the press, would he have a different character? Would he be a, a, a you know more amiable uh president uh i don't know i don't know i mean he he does bring a lot of that stuff on himself i have to i have to understand in this job because we do things that people consider shocking because we use real language that people use in everyday life and all that stuff um i have to accept that i'm always going to be considered uh bad when it comes to the newspaper when they always when they write about us they always say oh shock jock you know you have to be you have to be prepared for that and he makes it worse for himself he the fact that he went after the fake news and the media he he set him up to have himself up to have a lot of enemies so i I think he i think he's fine i think he was ready for it but he's dealing with it the way he has to deal with it but but i think he needs to get he's trying to get his message across and with the with the overwhelming press against him, he has to use Twitter. He has to use those mechanisms uh, to to get his message out there. Yeah, I mean, look. It, sometimes those are the things that are detrimental to him. I mean, look at uh, him using Twitter is not the best thing in the world for him. It's 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 one of the things I always say is he'd be so much uh, better if he didn't have Twitter. He brings a lot of that stuff upon himself. Yeah. Th- thank you. I appreciate it. I just think that the press the press should give. Uh, 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 you know, deference to the office, just like you say. And, and I, 
I think the press should not the better. press should respect the office, but they should never not report on the things that they see. The problem is, is that the press has become the same way as the or as our system. We have a two party press now. We have right. your Republicans and your conservatives, and there's really nobody in the middle. Everybody else is picking a side and sticking to their side. Because it's entertainment based, yeah. You know, when Fox and CNN, they're you know they're for entertainment dollars. Yeah. So who's the like one you go thing. to? So who do you trust? That's why I watch. I have to watch everything. Well, I that's why. Both. That's why I follow the president on Twitter because you get one side from CNN, you get the other side from Fox, and then you could hear it straight from him. You yeah. Know, and then you can make a, a, a informed decision based off all three. Uh, let's go to Mike. Mike, good morning. You're on the Mike Calder show. Good morning, guys. Uh, my my question is posed to Gio. Gio, uh, you say that uh, uh, Obama is, is, you know, I, I know that you're uh, you don't like Trump. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of Trump myself, okay, but I'm going to vote for him. I'm not a fan of his, but I, I will vote for him. Okay. Uh, the Russian collusion ha- hoax, uh, that whole thing, all the all the papers are being declassified this week. Now, Which is great. It proves it absolutely is because it proves that Obama knew, Biden knew, Clinton knew, John Brennan knew. Everybody knew. Everybody went after uh, went after Trump before he even became president. They investigated a U.S. citizen, uh, an opposing political party, for their own gain. That's yes. treasonous. Well, okay. Here, here's the other thing, Mike, and I'm with you on this. Okay, but the problem is, is that we don't know all the information yet. We don't know. Like, I did you watch that uh, the Comey show that was on Showtime? Yes. Okay, so. In that in that uh, show, they really brought up some good points. They said if Donald Trump is having to get loans and he's owes four hundred million dollars in loans, it's important to find out where he's getting that money from and who he who he owes favors to. And if he owes that money to a foreign government and becomes president, that's something that we have to be prepared for. I'm not opposed to us having that information. Uh, Doing an investigation and getting the information is not illegal. Using that information, not knowing the full truth, and and leaking information to make him lose an election or to try and make him lose an election, that is the thing that they should get in trouble for. And I think when those papers come out... Yeah, go ahead. Couldn't recall a thing. But he recalled enough to, to, to have a, 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 a I don't, it, it, his exact thing is it doesn't ring a bell. That was, it, that was his exact quote. It doesn't ring a bell. That doesn't ring a bell. He had enough bells to ring to, to, to write a, 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 a Netflix movie about himself or a book, you know, <laughs> that he put out. Yeah. So, you know, he's either, like I said, willingly uh, uh, incompetent, which I don't think he is. Right. Uh, or he is a liar. And that's what I do think he is, is a liar. He's a very spotty so, memory. Yeah, very spotty memory that 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 uh, serves himself. So, well, listen, I just want to say your father has glorious hair. <laughs> he does. Thank you. I appreciate it. My father is seventy years old. Yesterday was his birthday. His hair is twenty three. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to uh, one more call, and then we'll move on. Let's go to Brett. Good morning, Brett. You're on the Mike Calta show. Hey, good morning, guys. Great show, by the way. Thank you. What's up, Brett? Hey, question for you. So, what I've especially from this last caller. Right, he doesn't like Trump, but he voted for him. Right? How do we get the third party candidate to come in there so we have a little bit more options to vote from? It so is we're not voting for the best of the or the the lesser of the two evils. I guess the, the problem is with the third party and a fourth party and everybody else. Because if you get your presidential ballot, you'll see that there's eight or so different candidates running for president on there. But the reason why right. you don't know about them is because they don't have the money of the major parties. It's it all right. comes down it all votes, comes down to money. Go? What's that? But if, but if they get enough votes, 
can't they become president? Yeah, you can you can uh, win the popular vote, but you're you're not, right. you're not they're not even taken seriously. Joe Jorgensen has run for president so many times uh, in the in the Libertarian Party, but you'll never see you'll never see that person invited to debate. You never. But if you you if you want to be on the debate or if you want to be on the ballot, you can you can get enough signatures, or you could buy your way in. There's so many things in here that in this country that, that will let money take precedent over anything else. That's the bottom line. That's what makes things unfair. It's all about right. the money because you can get a guy that has great ideas or a woman who has great ideas and seems like somebody who's right in the middle, and you're like, yes, that's what we want. That's somebody we want right in the middle. A guy, business right. sense of Trump, but the fairness of of the Democrats, but somebody right in the middle, tough with foreign policy, that's what we want. Well, they don't have the money to be that person, and uh, they'll go out there and they'll 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 get a couple million dollars and waste that couple million dollars because they'll never actually make it to uh, to the debates or to the finals, and it's it's sad because the two parties have monopolized our government for so long that it, it would take somebody to use their own money like Ross Perot did or like what's-his-face tried to do, Bloomberg. Bloomberg came in and spent you know right. millions of his own dollars because that's the only way, but he was so unlikable, he couldn't gain any ground. And lost it all. Yeah. Yep. Well, that needs to change. I mean, that, I mean, honestly, like you just said, monopoly. Uh, isn't our government structure set up that way so that they don't monopolize? So. It's supposed to be. Yeah, the government, but not the, not the, the party system and the voting system. So... <laughs> Uh, look, look, your your best bet is to win a really big lottery and uh, just commit to losing all the money in the election <laughs> process. The only way yeah. you're going to be able to do it. Thank you for your call, sir. Right. Or, I, be, or be famous enough, be an actor or somebody that people like, and you're yeah. famous enough where you already have the name recognition and everything. But then and the don't money urinate, as well. urinate on your Grammy. Don't do that. Oh, yeah, no, no. no. definitely get you. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, okay. Go but, ahead. Sorry. But Oprah... Oprah could have done something. <laughs> yeah, we, I blame Oprah. She didn't do anything. <laughs> so. Oprah could have come in after Barack Obama. Right. Easily. Ooh, everybody, hold on a second. I got to tell you something. Breaking news. Oh. Oh. Right. oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, you're I just the it. worst person I've ever met. I love you're it. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> you're just a big jerk. <laughs> Nobody likes that. Uh, this got kind of, uh, I had it up to one of my top stories, but we started talking about the fly and I must have skipped over it. The former Minneapolis police officer charged with the murder and the death of George Floyd posted bail yesterday and was released from prison, leading Minnesota's governor to activate the National Guard to try and help keep the peace uh, for, you know, protests and all that. Uh, according to the document, documents, Derek Chauvin uh, posted $1 million bond and was released from the state's facility uh, right about 1130 a.m. yesterday. He, of course, is charged with second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and manslaughter. Upon the uh, release news, Governor Tim Walz uh, activated the National Guard to help local law enforcement, mobilizing 100 soldiers and uh, providing equipment and facilities. Uh, ben Crump, uh, Floyd family attorney, and Antonio Romanucci uh, released a statement saying Chauvin's release is, quote, a painful reminder that the family is far from getting justice. So uh, where does he go? I don't know. Uh, real quick, I want to let you know, just one minute away from the keyword. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He's not going to be out gallivanting around for sure because he easily could be killed. Hey, it's Derek. You mind if I crash at your place? No, 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 yeah, I don't know where he goes. I mean, you got to go somewhere and hide somewhere you've never been before and nobody would think that you would be there. I mean, I probably can't leave the uh, state, you know? Yeah, yeah. You got to go uh, Walter White cabin in the woods. <laughs> I have to tell you, I, start, I think about that, that uh, scene of Walter White where he goes to the woods and yeah. he lives out there, and I think, that's not so bad. Mm. 
If I had a lake over there that I can go to, maybe fish in that lake. It's not so bad when you know that you're living in your house and you're comfortable. If you were actually there, you'd be like, this is awful. Yeah, he was bored. He had no TV. Yeah, it was cold. Paid that guy like 50 grand to play cards with him. Right. Hey, I just saw a meme that I think is true. I think I remember this. Uh, Real quick, can I interrupt you? God damn it. Obviously, this is all about money. This hour's bone bonus keyword is crazy. Text crazy to 70123 before 15 minutes past the top of the hour and And go go get get your your thousand bucks. Powered by Achieve a Credit Union. There you go. Good luck. Good luck. What was the meme? Uh, in 2010, at the White House press conference, a fly landed on Obama's lip. I remember that. And then in 2016, during the second presidential debate, a fly landed on uh, Hillary Hillary's face. Eyebrow. Yeah, yeah. The f- it might be the same fly. Oh man! He's like, I'm back. Is he waiting? So uh, I was going to say, fly? I was trying to figure out who they're picking and stuff. But if he picked Obama and then Clinton, he was wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. If he would have, if he would have landed in all the winners, he'd be like, oh, that fly knows. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the memes of the fly holding signs are hilarious. Uh, the Ruby Tuesday restaurant chain has filed for Chapter 11 and has closed 185 restaurants. In other news, Ruby Tuesday is yeah. still open. They made a good they made a good chicken pasta deal. Did they? Yeah, that's all. I, I haven't been to a Ruby Tuesday. Yeah, but, I think I've been in Ruby Tuesday like twice in my life. I'm pretty I sure love Ruby Tuesdays. I'm pretty sure Ruby Tuesdays is the one that came up with the crispy green beans. Oh, and those were fantastic. How about that? Hey, uh, Joe. Joe. Yeah. Goodbye, Ruby Tuesday. <laughs> Who could hang a name on you? Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Uh, McDonald's is ro- rolling out three new baked goods. Ooh. They're going to do an apple fritter, a blueberry muffin, and a cinnamon roll. So if you want to stop in McDonald's and get one of those, nope. enjoy. Uh, since the passing of Eddie Van Halen on Tuesday, sales of Van Halen songs and albums are up six. Thousand percent. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, it's because Spanish is buying them all. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> well, you got to. I remember when Sinatra died. I had this. Uh, I had the best of Sinatra CD that I broke, mm-hmm. and uh, I went to go buy a new one. And the guy was like, "Yeah, we're sold out." I'm like, For, "We sold out." Uh, he goes, we're sold out of all Sinatra stuff. I go, come. And he goes, he just died. I go, so everybody rushed in here and bought all the Sinatra? Yeah, like, just yes. like you, you poser. Right. I was like, <laughs> oh, man. I was like, that's so weird. I didn't even think of that. Um, but, yeah, uh, I would imagine that everybody's rushing to listen to Van Halen that they haven't listened to in a long time. When you were playing some stuff the other day, I was like, oh, I forgot about that song. Uh, there's that. What's that one, that one song that they had? Me, Wise Magic? Yes. Yep. Can you play it? Was, yeah, it was on their uh, greatest hits. It was. It was. Because that was the song that they released on the greatest hits with Dave when they hadn't released anything else with Dave. Right, yeah, because it was all greatest hits. And then this was a new song. Here it is. This was a good song, man. Oh, really good, yeah. And kind of showed the direction they were going in. Yep. It has a very Sammy music tone to it, but it's with Dave. All right, guys, come on. 
else that has, that has a very David Lee Roth solo feel. Yeah. Like Dave must have a lot of input into the stuff because his solo stuff sounds a lot like that as well. Yeah, you're right. It's pretty interesting That's to hear. good stuff, man. Uh, sticking with Van Halen, so apparently Sammy Hagar says that he and Eddie had reconciled and made up and started texting again earlier this year. They, I guess, kept it under wraps because they didn't want everybody to start talking about uh, rumors of reunion and that stuff because they kind of knew that wasn't going to happen. Uh, he adds, quote, he stopped responding to me a month ago, and I figured that that wasn't a good sign. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's good that he could live in, with peace knowing that they had made up if right. they, in fact, did. You yeah. Know? Well, that's uh, according to him, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I just think that, that I, uh, that's in most cases, that's how I would want it. I would want uh, peace. You know, if he would have died without there being peace, I'd feel terrible about that. Mm-hmm. Like, like if that was my situation. I'm trying to think of who I don't talk to now that I would, that I would want to make up with. Before they died, nobody. Yeah, I can't. Think uh, can you think of anybody? No, Mm-mm. nope. That you would want to make up with? No. That I would be like, like if I knew that that person was sick, that I'd go. Oh, I gotta, I gotta reach out. Mm. I'm a really horrible person. No, nah, that doesn't mean no. you're horrible. That means you've made up with everybody yeah. that uh, no you know. left. No, or or you're right. Left. Or you're right, and you shouldn't make yeah. up with garbage. Probably more true. <laughs> yeah. Well, who I, I'm trying to think of anybody I don't talk to anymore. If I don't, uh, no. <laughs> what, what, what were you going to say? No. What do yeah. you mean? No. It's the same as oh, I'm going to let people un- unblock you on Twitter. You're awful. You're awful. There's but I have reason- unblocked. I have yeah. unblocked a lot of people. Yeah, and they're still awful. If I've uh, if I'm not talking to you anymore, and I should make and I should make up with you before you die of cancer. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five or eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five. You don't have to actually be dying of cancer, but let's just pretend for the for sake of the bit. Can I just put this out there that yeah. my eye kind of itches and now Geo makes me think that I have pink eye and coronavirus. You do. Oh, you do. Uh, sticking with Sammy Hagar, you know, he, of course, has his big birthday bash all the time, Cabo Wabo. He has his uh, yeah. big cantina and stuff. Well, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Sammy Hagar announced he's relocating his annual birthday bash from his legendary nightclub, Cabo Wabo Cantina in Mexico, to Catalina Island. Ooh, it's a Catalina wine mixer. Ooh. Uh, and teaming up with Nugs TV, uh, Nugs.TV, to share it with fans everywhere on a pay-per-view stream on October 17th in HD and 4K. Uh, Sammy's Birthday Bash 2020 special will feature The Circle, which, of course, is uh, Michael Anthony, Jason Bonham, and Vic Johnson. He will also have a bunch of special guests, including REO Speedwagon's Kevin Cronin and Rick Springfield performing. It'll be filmed today. Uh, people are going to be out there, like, on their boats and stuff watching. And then, of course, you'll be able to watch it on pay-per-view on Saturday, October 17th. That's oh, exciting. Well, like, he puts on a great show. He's a guy who lives to party. Absolutely. And just their videos that they put out on Instagram are fantastic. Yep. yep. So yeah, I'm sure it'd be a good show. He's a fun guy. And uh, it's cool. Be, I mean, obviously, they're going to do some stuff about Van Halen and everything because they do Van Halen sure. shows. But they do Sammy stuff. They do Zeppelin. They do Chicken Foot. You know, I mean, they do a bunch of covers. They do, like, Deep Purple. They play all kind of stuff. So it's a lot of fun to watch yeah. those guys. Yeah. I like Sammy. I, I do. I like Sammy. I like Sammy Van Halen. I like Sammy Solo. 
He and he puts on a great show. He really does. Little Montrose. Yeah. Uh, there was yet another hearing in the endless debate over Britney Spears. Uh, and her own lawyer says that she isn't too sharp. The lawyer was in court without Britney, and he was speaking on her behalf. So the judge asked him if he could have her sign a document to confirm her feelings. But the lawyer said she didn't have even have the brain power to handle that. What? He compared her to a comatose patient. He said that comatose patients can have their lawyer speak for them and uh, that it should be a case for Brittany uh, that should be the case for Brittany, even though she isn't in a coma. He says she just doesn't have the brain power to deal with this. I, I don't know her, obviously, but uh, from those videos that I watched, I believe that. I don't think that she I don't think that she has the mental capability to really I don't think she ever but, grew up. I think she stopped growing up. Yeah. But is that also because all the medication that she's on Maybe. Fr- from the hold what is it called? The where like she's not even her own conservatorship or whatever it is. Yeah, where her dad who is like deathly sick is still the one who takes care of her and well, is you have in to charge keep in of mind, everything. She this is the person who was on top of the world since she was a little kid. And uh, lost her mind so bad that she went in and shaved her head out in the middle of public. I mean, she's had a mental breakdown. There's no doubt about it that she's crazy. But at some point, you have to look at everything that's going on around her and be like, these are side effects of being held captive for so many years. A lot of money involved. A lot of money. Yeah. Uh, This just came through. Trump says, quote, I'm not going to do a virtual debate. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't blame him. Yeah. They should postpone it. That's all. We'll see what happens, whether he means we're doing it live or we'll postpone it or whatever, but uh, that's what he's saying. So, uh, Let me talk to Teresa real quick. Teresa, you're on the Mike Calda Show. What's happening? Hi. Um, I was, you were talking about you know people with cancer and um, who would you say. I actually am a stage four cancer patient. I'm right. actually driving back from the office this morning. Um, how is your, how is your I, health? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Moffitt's amazing. I, they gave me three to five years, and I met five years in December. So sound, I'm, um... Sound pretty I'm, good. I'm on, I'm on your, yeah, yeah, I'm there. Like I said, they do amazing stuff over there, and uh, they're keeping me going. Well, that's uh, great. They do do a great... They do do amazing work mm-hmm. over there, and I'm glad you sound so positive. So did you go through that phase where you were like, I need to settle up some, some deals? I actually have someone in my family that I'm not settling with. I mean, it's just... I mean, I'm, I'm, I know people say I should... But it's just how close burned, um, very close <laughs> sibling. Yep. Um, yep. Tough. What I gotta know? I gotta know what they did that was so bad. Um, they wrote me a letter um, when I got cancer that basically blamed me for a bunch of family stuff. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" When you got cancer, and, they wrote you a letter. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, they're yeah. just, they're and just hard. Tried to tell tried to say that she probably had cancer too and she was going to go check get checked out because and i told her it's not hereditary what i have uh. it's not contagious it's not hereditary we did the pathology um i have a rare form i have a very rare form of thyroid cancer thyroid cancer is normally 100 percent curable and um, mine isn't i have metastasized to the bones my oh. spine my neck um, I, I yeah. gotta tell you, I wouldn't waste I wouldn't waste my time with this person. This person's a moron. No, nope. no, nope. yeah. they're a moron. And when I tried to, to apologize, that apologize to just kind of explain my situation and what I was going through and why I couldn't talk all the time. And I mean, I like chemo drugs that make me almost you know comatose. I spent 
June, all of like this past June, um, my vacation time at Shea Moffat, um, I was in there for 22 days. Wow. So, I mean, there's just days, there's just times when you really go, you know, bonkers, and I so- have now a... I would I would say I would say there's part of me that would be like I need to I need to apologize to a couple mm-hmm. of people or maybe brave men defense and then at the other end there's right. some people that I would I would want to tell uh, by the way I've always hated you like yeah. I, I would think I go out of my way to tell people you I've always hated you you've been nothing but a thorn in my side my entire life and if there is a way to possess you after I die I will come back and make your life a living hell. Yeah, I kind of, that was the, the gist of my response email. I mean, she sent several emails. And, yeah. I, you know, my mother, my poor mother, I feel bad for her because she's like, you know, you should mend. And I'm like, you know, um, I just, I, I don't have the finite, I have a finite amount of time in my life. Yeah, talk to your and crazy sister. She's the one that needs, she's yeah. a letter writer. She should write you an apology letter. <laughs> I know. She said she did. But I was like, Mom, look at this apology letter. I was like, I apologize and here's why. You're bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's that's insane. Well, I hey, listen. I I uh, wish you the best. You have a very positive attitude, and I hope I hope that you enjoy. You have. Yeah. You know, you have to have a positive attitude. You have to when you know I'm in to General Hospital after a spinal laminectomy, which was a nine-hour surgery with eight cancer doctors explaining to me, you know, what the, what the gist was, what the gig was. Yeah. And you get a pity party of one for about an hour. And then you have to go into, you know, fight mode. And you have to have a positive attitude or you're not going to win. You're not going to stay alive if you can't just have a good attitude about how your treatment is going to go and how things are going to go. You just, you. you know, that's the, you have to have that attitude. And I tell people that all the time when I'm at Moffitt. If I good see somebody you. down, I'm like, you can't be down because it will beat you. Why bother be Why bother be alive if you're just going to be miserable about it for the for the remaining time? Yep. Enjoy Enjoy the life that you have while you have it. Yep, yep. And I have an amazing husband who takes care of me. And um, I mean, I'm so. I mean, you find out how lucky you are with a spouse when you go through this. How long have you been married? Because um, almost thirty years. Anything you guys ever never did that you're like, hey, look, uh, I always wanted to have a threesome. And we never did that. We she can rent a horse for 200 bucks. Yeah. I mean, you could get anything. You could pretty much say anything you want at this point and get it done. I know. I know. But no, no, no. That's right. crazy. So, All right. Good. I mean, we're just, we're just normal, you know, people. Although I do say when I start to, you know, go downhill, I, do, I didn't want him to be lonely. I said, if you want to date, you're welcome to do so once I get sick. Oh, will you call my wife and, and tell her the same thing? <laughs> God, what a wonderful yeah. woman you are. <laughs> I, mean, I just don't want to be alone when I go. You know? That's what I always say. So. I'm like, if anything ever happened to me, you should start dating the next day. I don't want I don't want anybody to be yeah. sad or miserable when I die. What am I? No. The last thing I want to do is make other people's life bad. You can go and do whatever you have to do. I just don't want to be alone. I don't want to be lonely and sitting in the house with the dogs. Just you know, he can move in with Spanish and Joe. He can live at Horror Island with those That's guys right. if you yeah. want. Come on over. Yeah. I want I was really good. I told him that. I said, you need to go out and, like, mess around with as many girls. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. You're, a, you're an angel is what you are. <laughs> All right. Well, Punkin, thank you for the call, and uh, we definitely you. wish you the best. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. See, imagine complaining about your day. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Think about that lady and uh, and how positive she is. Uh, anybody, anybody Spanish, anybody call saying that they should uh, 
that you should that have, they should I should apologize to him or we should that, make up. No, not that I know. I don't really have that many enemies. I don't think not anymore. Bill Burr. No, oh. we're not, not enemies of Bill Burr. He just doesn't like me. Uh-huh. Not everybody else is cool. Uh, speaking of Bill Burr, with him hosting Saturday Night Live, Morgan Wallen, who is a country artist who we played the other yeah. day for Redneck Bingo, he had to apologize after ignoring safety protocols while partying last weekend. So photos and videos of him hit the internet, which forced <laughs> SNL to cancel him oh, as the musical wow. guest for Saturday. Yeah, What he, happened to SNL? They used to be so political and so... Yeah, edgy and stuff. Oh, Here is uh, Morgan apologizing, saying he's got some growing up to do. I'm not positive for COVID, but my actions this past weekend were pretty short-sighted, and they have obviously affected my long-term goals and my dreams. I respect that show's decision, and I take ownership for this. I'd like to apologize to SNL, to my fans, to my team for bringing me these opportunities, and I let them down. Let them down. Gotta grow up, buddy. Well, listen, the last time there was a musical guest... That, that filled in for somebody else, it was uh, the Counting Crows. It was the first time I ever heard of them. Oh. And loved them ever since. So Who did they fill in for? In the sky. I don't remember. Uh-huh. Um, it was, well, you know what, Calvin, I might be wrong. I think it was the week the week that Andrew Dice Clay hosted where uh, Nora Dunn walked off the set. Oh, yeah. That's what I think it was. And I and the Counting Crows uh, got the attention because of that, and I'd never heard of them before and fell in love with them that day. Nora Dunn's. But I wonder, did SNL have something like in his contract that he wasn't allowed to be out or something? Like- SNL just turned into a bunch of pussies where instead of... Yeah, just have him show up and test him. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if he t- if after this, he waited a few days, took a test, and then right. he was so cleared, like, why were they so quick because to jump the gun and be like, don't no. want people to be mad at them. It's not a matter of whether they're going to get sick. They just don't want people to be mad. Because... Yeah. Well, I mean, are all their cast members abiding by COVID laws and not going anywhere Probably besides not. their studio? Not you know. So you're going to do this to one guest, and I don't know. I just I'm sure they're giving that uh, impression, whether they are or they aren't. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know that you're supposed to vote, a bunch of celebrities got naked to try and help you. Uh, know that you vote, yeah, <laughs> including Sarah Silverman, Chelsea Handler, <laughs> Amy Schumer, <laughs> uh, Tiffany Haddish. Do you know who she is? <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, uh, Chris Rock, Mark Wal or not Mark Wal- but, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Uh, Borat shows up too, but ironically, <laughs> he's the only one that doesn't take his clothes off. Uh, here is a little bit of that ad on Bone TV. Check this out. I'm naked. I'm completely naked. I'm naked. I'm like naked. There isn't a man behind me. These are my hands. Oh. Why you want me to be naked? <laughs> I'm here to talk to you about voting. Did you know that ballots could be naked? And if you don't do exactly what I tell you, your ballot could get thrown out. First of all, when your ballot comes, you're supposed to read the instructions. Read and follow the instructions that come with your ballot. If they say to use a black pen, use a black pen. Number two. <laughs> in some states. How about you're not smart enough to vote? How about that? How about if you can't follow instructions, yeah. you're not smart enough to vote? We don't need your stupid celebrities doing stuff. Joe, can you start that from the beginning and just yeah, let it play? Which, by the way, Joe, I'm sorry. That was my fault because I put 135, but that's whenever uh, Sarah Silverman drops her hands to show. Oh. I wanted him to start it from the beginning. That was my fault. Sarah, no, I just want to see it. I, I, Sarah Silverman loves to be naked. Yeah, at 135, she drops her hands. Yeah. But it uh, is pixelated. He did show that. So they're not all naked. They're all shirtless except for Sarah Silverman, who is actually uh, at least topless. Yeah. Poor Ed. Why do you want me to be naked? Uh, Mark Ruffalo, same thing. He's just shirtless. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know what this has to do. Nobody with cares. Nope. Oh, Chelsea Handler's gross. Did you guys hear about the Instagram model, uh, Tanya Montague, the one who oh, married yeah. Jake Paul? Um, no. So she was offering uh, her followers that if they showed that they registered to vote and voted for Joe Biden specifically, uh-huh. that she would send them a naked picture and... But that's illegal. So she got in trouble. They took her check mark away, and they informed her that she needs to stop doing that. But I guess over like ten thousand kids, um, like sent in their ballots to her to show <laughs> that they voted yeah. for him. And they can get in trouble too. It's punishable up to two years in prison. And, yeah. But did they get a naked picture? I think so. Worth it. So. <laughs> Worth it. No. Is she hot? Uh, I would imagine. Yeah, just... she's an Instagram model, and she's married to stupid face. And well, Jake Paul was dating that uh, that yeah. Julia Rose, wasn't Rose he? Chick, yeah. yeah, yeah. After, yeah. So he has a good track record. She's so gorgeous. What is this? Like girl she's famed? so gorgeous. I don't need to see her naked. Tanya Montague, yeah, T A N A, and it should come right up. T A N A. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, Spanish hates Julia Rose. We argue about this all the time. I do. She looks like what? a fish to me. <laughs> oh, whatever, dude. Oh, Tanya Montague. No, I'd kiss not, that fish. Not that great. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you. She's Let just me young. see Tanya Montague, Joe. She's young, blonde, and fake. <laughs> yeah. She married stupid face. Yeah. 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 I mean, she's in like she's not ugly by any means, but you say Instagram model. Well, you, she was dating Bella Thorne. She uh, was like Bella Thorne's <laughs> girlfriend official. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, she's just one of those. What? I don't know what Joe is showing. Yeah. He's going to YouTube instead of Google Images. What? Is that her? That yes. Joe, yeah. She, no, she's her. not pretty. But if you go to her Instagram, yeah. But anyway. She's just fake with fake hair. Yeah. yeah. But, Gross. But she was offering naked pictures for Don't want them. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of being naked, Joe, please don't show the picture until oh, they guess. It. The big red letters that I wrote that. Uh, a new study shows which actors are most likely to be shirtless in their movies. Just going to go ahead and pop this off real quick. Uh, I have the top ten here. Who is shirtless the most often in their movies? Who do you have? Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg is not in the top ten. What? Yeah. Ryan like Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is Number one. not in the top ten. Oh, my oh, God. Fake, list. fake news. Ryan Gosling. I'm telling you, they put it together. They actually have the percentage of how many times they pop their shirt off. Right. Hugh uh, the uh, Rock. Green Jackman. Oh. Hugh Jackman, not on the list. The Rock, not oh. on the list. Oh, my God. Who'd you say Gosling, not yeah. on the list? Are they, uh, are John there... Goodman. <laughs> what? <laughs> Carmen said. Oh, uh, uh, Any porn stars? Shannon Tweed. <laughs> no. These are male actors. Can you give us one? I will give you number 10 is Chris Hemsworth. 23.1% of the time in his movies, he's got his shirt off. What's oh, the other smart. Chris? Chris um, Evans. 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 No other Chris. No. What? Um, all right, all right. Let me just get oh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Uh, Channing Tatum. Yeah. No. What? No. He's a whole Chris, movie where he's naked. Chris Pratt. I could, I could no. draw Shannon Tatum. Andy yeah. Sandberg comes in at number eight. Get out of here. Charlie Hunnam is uh, number okay. seven. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, Zach Efron. Oh, Zach yeah. Efron, number one. Joe, yeah. show the picture. Listen, you look like this, you don't wear a shirt. You don't buy shirts. Oh, yeah. Never. Yeah. You don't That's buy ridiculous. shirts. Look at that. Yeah, he's amazing. That's ridiculous. He shows up at a party at a restaurant, you go right this way, Mr. Efron. Yeah. You don't even need a shirt. He could be at the inauguration with no shirt on. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. you want to come up and say a few words, or what do you yeah. want to do? Uh, yeah. uh, Michael Fassbender, Glitter Vampire, is number six. Uh, no. Leonardo, what? Oh, no, that's the different one. Michael uh, Fassbender is from X-Men. Yes. Magneto. Yeah. Uh, uh, number five is Leonardo DiCaprio. 
There's a tie for third. Hayden Christensen and Henry Cavill. Hayden okay. Christensen's been in one movie. Yeah. Well, 29% of the time he's got a shirt off. <laughs> As Darth Vader? Uh, no, yeah. probably one of the other ones. I don't know. He was some... What was that? Uh, yeah. Where they jumped through like Looper? time? Le- no. Looper. Oh, Looper. Was, it, was he in Looper? It was Looper? a great movie. But, I mean, yeah. like a fun movie, but he wasn't shirtless in it. He, he was also in... I think it was called The Four or something? I don't know. No, that wasn't him. Oh, I don't the, know. I know what you're talking about. The guy that looks like him. Oh, maybe. Okay. Uh, number two, of course, Jason Momoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was always shirtless as well. Another guy who doesn't need a shirt, he just needs a sarong. Yeah. yeah. And then number one is Zach Efron, and we all agree that that, that works. Beautiful. Yeah. That is a gorgeous okay. man. Yeah, it yeah. is. Not hair. my type, though. No? Who is your type? Uh, David Beckham. Mo. Yeah. Oh. Not Mo. Mo. He's on the same playing field as David Beckham. No, look, uh, equally as gorgeous. I'm not going to lie about that. It just is not. If I had to look like one of them, if I had to take one of their looks, I would take Beckham's. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fight this one, but I would choose Beckham over him. So I definitely have a type. Mm. <laughs> Beckham's got better hair. No, you're out of your mind. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Better hair than Zac Efron? Yeah, I agree with that. No way. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, look at Beckham's hair. He's got good hair. I got to tell you, I also, out of the two of them, if I could change anybody, I would change with Clooney. <laughs> really? Old yeah. man? Old man Clooney. Get out of here. Gray hair. Gray hair, grayish black hair, Clooney in a tuxedo would be my ultimate look if I could change with anybody. Uh, George Clooney and Michael Clayton, it would be me. Uh, also, the other thing is uh, both of those guys, well, I know Zach Efron's short, but uh, what about, uh, what's his name? Beckham. How tall is he? Yeah. He's six foot. No. Is he? Okay. I mean, five eleven. If anyone should know, it would be Mike. Guys. He's five eleven. Yeah, five eleven. And Zach Efron is how tall? Let's see. Five, I walk nine. back my previous statement. Five eight. David Beckham does oh. have some delicious hair. Yeah, I know. You're arguing with me about hair. Like, what are you? Doing? You're arguing with me about my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> Zach Efron has good hair too. He but, does have but, yeah. hair. Beckham, yeah, Beckham, hair. Beckham has cool hair, and he changes it. He's got way better hair. That's the Trust thing. Me. He's been around longer. Beckham looks good bald. Beckham looks good with long hair. He's no. I mean, you know, you try to put some of those hairstyles on old fancy abs over here, and it's not going to be the same. Yeah. Sorry. At the same time, though, I'd still pick Clooney over the two of them. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is it for news. When Clooney. Goes up to, uh, what is, her, what is Dan? No, no, Clooney's what is almost sixty years old, dude. Wow. What is that it's actress's 59. name from, uh, from Michael Clayton? Where he go? The one that's from the uh, Doctor Strange, the one that plays the monk in Doctor Strange, a bald lady, Tilda oh, Swinton. Yeah. Til- when he goes up to Tilda Swinton at the end, and he's like, "I'm not the guy you kill. I'm the guy you hire to fix things. I'm a fixer. Don't you know who I am? Oh, goddamn it, Clooney, strong." So strong. strong. I got to tell you, in the beginning of Ocean's Eleven, where it's just him sitting in the chair and he's in the prison garb and stuff, yep. and they ask him what he's going to do when he gets out, and he just kind of does a real slow mm-hmm. smile and looks <laughs> away. It's That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, he's the best. He's the best. I, I have watched that movie, that Michael Clayton movie, ten times in the last month because it always seems to be on TV, and they took Roadhouse off, so I have nothing else to fall asleep to now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have not seen that movie, you have to watch it. Do you know that movie? I do, yeah. yeah I, I love it. It's absolutely... And, and you got to stick with it. Pete hated it. Pete's like, it's too boring. I'm like, it's not. you got to stick with it. It's, a, it's a the slow payoffs burn. at the very end, man. All right. got to take a break. Galvin, thank you. You're uh, 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025 with the phone numbers. Let me tell you, uh, my wife was away for a couple of days, and I had no problems being here by myself, which I know you must 
be saying as an adult you shouldn't but there are a lot of things that she did that uh, I was not prepared to do like clean up dog poop the dog pooped on the shaggiest rug that we have and I think I cleaned it, but she had to go clean it on top of that when she came home. In fact, at some point, we're going to have to have Zero Res come out here to make sure all the duty is out of the rug. If you've got an animal that's made duty on your rug and you think it's clean, it's not clean until it's Zero Res clean. Because Zero Res comes over and they use their patented water, which is just regular water, no chemicals, with the chemicals that are already in the water adjusted. They adjust the pH level and they clean like nobody else can clean. And right now, during the pandemic, now is the time to get everything as clean and germ-free as possible. My friends at Zero Res are running a special for the month of October. Three rooms of carpet cleaned for only 119 bucks, And they throw in 100 square feet of tile cleaned for free when you mention me. So if you're like, I need to have these three rooms over here where my dog is made of duty and the whole front area when you first walk in the house, they'll do that all for $119. Call them today at 813-547-6831. That's 813-547-6831. Or you could simply go to ZeroRezTampaBay.com, Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, TampaBay.com. They come in with the masks and the booties on the shoes. They constantly disinfect their equipment in between jobs. They're very clean when they come in, and then they come in there and they get your home clean. Your carpet. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.